0: Hey, everybody, welcome to the You Are Born for This podcast with Father John Ricardo. That's me, I'm Father John. I'm your host. I'm the executive director at Acts 29, where we talk about anything and everything related to transformation in the church. Mary, we are continuing to bask in the joys of Easter. How you doing, sister? Happy Easter. You still change dramatically from Mary Magdalene?
1: You know I am.
0: You new are woman. unrestrained. Un- I'm a new woman. She is childlike <laughs> and just letting it all go. I love it. It's no. awesome. So what's our topic today? Yeah, Continuing so Fa- that theme. Yeah.
1: So, Father John, our topic for today is Christ is risen, so what, now what?
0: Yeah, I love that. Christ is risen, so what? Actually, actually very in- intentionally said that way, right?
1: Yeah. So before we, um, before we unpack this for everybody, how about we open with prayer?
0: Let's do that. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, we continue to thank you for these days, this time that you give to the church to celebrate all that your son has accomplished for us. Help us to better and more fully understand just what practical difference the resurrection of Jesus makes in our lives right now. We pray for your anointing upon us, our conversation. We pray a special blessing on all those who preach the word of God, that in these extraordinary days they would preach the gospel with power and that hearts would be pierced and that lives would be moved to surrender to you who alone are what we long for, who we long for. And we ask all this in Jesus' name.
1: Amen. Amen. In, in the name, name of the, the, Father, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Thanks, Padre. So, 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 So here's what we know. Easter is just not... One day, Easter is a season.
0: Yeah, just like Christmas, it's, right? That's right. You no know, Christmas it, day after Christmas, boom! People throw their trees out. Like no, Christmas is an
1: octave, right? It's an actual day. Easter's better, isn't it? Right. Easter is much better. So Easter is fifty days, right? But and and, and so which everybody the church, the church, and her wisdom, has allowed us this extra span of time, to really press into what God has done for us in his son, Jesus. And so it's a time to, to linger with what God has done to celebrate, to reflect upon, to indulge in Mm. this incredible reality that forever changes all of human history and your life and in mine. But we talk about this often, right? And, and I shared with y'all last week, just how convicted I was that I don't like like I've gotten used to the resurrection and I don't celebrate Easter. Yeah, I don't think well we Well, I haven't.
0: I don't think we do Easter well in the church. Right. I mean, so I'm I'm thinking just uh, my own experience in parish life. You, you and I served together and so um, Christmas season and then Easter season even more so, we would often talk about like this is our Super Bowl, right? So I mean, you just go to the nines. You're, you're pulling out all the stops, hospitality, music, you know, getting great uh lectors fantastic canters doing everything you can to just like hey everybody's going to be in church in these days at least usually hopefully people were back somewhat more this year after the pandemic or in the midst of the pandemic with things opening up so you really try to do it up and then here, here's our experience at least mine as a pastor and i know yours too easter sunday afternoon comes and it's like driving into a wall like i am absolutely spent. Done. Yeah. Like, I don't want to see anybody. You know, I don't want to talk to anybody. I, you know, we would typically take the week off. We'd, to breathe. Yeah. To mean, catch everybody up. would always take Easter Monday off. But m- many priests that I know, um, we go away Easter week. Why? Because you're just exhausted. And yet, I remember being very personally convicted by reading a couple people talking about Man, if there's a time that you shouldn't go away, and I read this and I thought, shoot, mm-hmm. I think you're right. It's Easter week, because man, we put all that effort into celebrating the Passion, right. and then a little bit on Easter Sunday, but now we're celebrating Easter Day for eight days, and it's it's at least every place I've been, it's really kind of muted. And we, Father, we should be amping everything and up.
1: And I have to tell you, the readings this, you know, uh, you know, in the octave, these are great readings. They're great in the office of readings, the gospel, the the the, the readings from the Acts of the Apostles. You can get all jacked pretty quick all over again. Yep. There's so much rich richness there. So hence and the, the title,
0: right? The the theme here. So Christ is risen, so what? And 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 I mean that so what? Because I think most people, their practical everyday experiences, I don't know. What real difference this makes in my life? Mm. I suspect it should change things, you know, like Jesus is alive. That probably makes a difference, but I don't know what it is. And so we thought it might be just worth this this is kind of dovetailing with our uh, thoughts from the trailer article on our website, which if you're not familiar with, you can find by just going uh, to the media tab on our website, uh, acts29.org, and you can. Uh, Sign up for that. It's just a free little weekly, um, almost like an article that we write, and and I've been just really personally convicted. I think we're supposed to enter into this season with a lot more focus. I I am personally Mm. uh, a lot more intentionality, a lot more deliberateness to reflect on some different dimension or practical difference that the resurrection makes. So you know, we're always encouraging priests and bishops, for that matter. We've heard from a number of bishops and priests that over the the Lenten season, they preached on created, captured, rescued response, you know, the way that we kind of break open the kerygma. So every year, we think every parish should spend some time breaking open the gospel, uh, you know, proclaiming it in power, giving people a chance to hear the story again and to surrender anew to Jesus. In a similar kind of way, uh, our proposal is we should see Easter as a chance to use those Sundays, especially in our preaching as bishops and priests and deacons, to break open a different dimension Mm. of the practical difference that the resurrection of Jesus makes. And, you know, you're not going to preach, right? But you can do that, too, in your own prayer, right?
1: Right. And um, Father John, too, if you were to ask someone uh, sitting in the pews, what practical difference does Easter make? outside of like you know the fact that death has been destroyed i don't think i don't think most of us would really appreciate all these things that you're going to break open for us right now so so if if our brothers are preaching on this they're equipping us to go out and to share this with others
0: yeah so this uh, here uh, we're going to kind of cheat on this one we actually want to encourage people to do the work we want to tee up there are way too many effects or practical differences that the resurrection of Jesus makes. I'm not going to try to give some sort of exhaustive list, um, but we want to we want to just mention eight, and then we really want to encourage people to do the work, right? Right. Like I'm gonna we're gonna mention the topics, the the practical impacts, and then we want to encourage if if you're someone who preaches, like go do the work. Let this be the fruit of your own prayer, and then share it with people. And if we're somebody who's in the pews. Um, let this be a focus in in each of these weeks that we have left in the Easter season to just linger on and indulge in these practical differences that the resurrection of Jesus makes. So you mentioned the first one. So the first first practical difference, the first so what, is death has been destroyed, which means what? It doesn't mean I'm not going to die. Of course I'm going to die. It means the power of death has been broken. It has no hold on me or on those I love. There isn't a one of us who isn't grieving somebody that we love. And the reality is, if they died in friendship with God, we're going to see them again, right, if we Bless die in friendship fine. with God. And we shouldn't take that for granted. That is a, a direct effect of the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. And the world is bound by the fear of death, especially in the middle of this ongoing pandemic, right? Like, newsflash, people, you're going to die. Everybody's going to die. Like, so what? Because it's <laughs> not the end of the story. It doesn't terrify a Christian anymore. Right. It's not
1: the end. It's not Why? the end of the Because of what
0: Jesus has done. So that's the first thing. He's destroyed
1: death. What else has he done? So he's also rendered sin impotent. What's that mean? Which means I now have the capacity not to sin anymore. Like, I still do, right? But I don't have to anymore. Sin has no power yeah. over me because the, god's grace in me is greater That's right. than that yeah
0: the spirit that raised jesus from the dead is alive yeah. in you which means you don't have to sin paul says like you have died <laughs> you know um, therefore let sin no longer reign Amen. in your body. This is a huge thing. I actually hate this effect because it means I have no excuse for not being better That's than right. I am. I still sin all the time and I don't have to. That's right. Like I got habits, I got memories, I got instincts, I got all those things. But because of the spirit who raised Jesus from the dead, who's alive in me, I don't have to sin. That's, right. That's amazing, right? Third thing, he's, he's recreated us.
1: I love that.
0: And I know you do. This is one of your favorite things. This is this is really the heart of the whole Easter proclamation, right? That's God right. has become man to restore all of creation, to make all things.
1: Easter is the beginning of the recreation yeah.
0: of the world. Make all things new. I mean, this is such encouraging news, people. I mean, so many of us, we, we say about other people, but I think deep down, too, this is a fear that we have about ourselves that I'm stuck. I'm just Always going to be this way. And the proclamation of the gospel, huh? The the message of Easter is no. Actually, it doesn't have to be that way. I can be made new. Yeah. Like right now, the That's power me. of Jesus risen from the dead can break into my life. And the and the easiest way to do that is not to roll up your sleeves and try harder. It's to put up your hands and to give up. And to surrender. I give up. Yep. Lord, you can you can do whatever you want in me. So just make me new. Like I'm tired of living this way. And he does this, right? May not happen all all at once, but he really does give power to do this. What else? Oh, yeah.
1: So um, we have access to the Father. That's mind-blowing. I can now approach the Father in confidence through Jesus, and I can lay before him all of my my heart, my mind, my body, my soul. Yeah, give me your phone. Let's
0: just try to call the governor right now. I'll bet we can't get through. <laughs> right? Let's try to call President Biden. I'll bet we can't get through. Right. Right? Right. But but you can say, Father, and you can, yeah. you can you can communicate right now to the creator of the universe. Changes everything. Like, I don't think we grasp what we're saying here. I can talk to, right now, at any moment of any day, the one through whom everything was made. Mind-blowing things, right? Okay, what else has he done? He's transferred us. Meaning mm-hmm. what? So, this is hard for us to grasp because, you know, we're used to seeing little babies as so sweet and innocent. Which, of course, if you've ever had a child, you probably don't think that. But um, the reality is, when, when you and I were born, we were born bound to sin and death. And if and if we had a passport, we didn't. But if we had a passport at birth, it would say something like, "This child belongs to the kingdom of death," meaning um, on its own, it can't escape from the reign and the dominion of death and the dominion of darkness. This is what Paul's saying in Colossians 1. And yet what's happened through the resurrection of Jesus is we got a new passport. He's transferred us, Paul says, from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his beloved son. And for me, you know I've, you and I we talk about this often when we're sharing this with uh, with priests and other folks. Uh, the the best way to picture this for me is imagine just growing up in this really dysfunctional home, which for a lot of us is very easy to picture. And, and we do everything we can to not be home because the home is just a, it's a violent place. It's a, it's an abusive place. And we're the target of the abuse. Huh? And across the street lives this just annoyingly happy family. And every night you can hear outside your window the father playing with his kids and, and it just, drives you up a wall because they're so giddy and this goes on for years right and then one day you're the only one at home and as you're there you hear a a knock on the door and you go downstairs and open the door and it's the dad from across the street and he says mary
1: you want to come live with us i don't even pack yeah you don't even
0: pack i (laughs) just just love that here i go boom i'm gone right. right so that's what's happened in the resurrection we've 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 been transferred from from a tyrant's kingdom into the kingdom of a good, good father. What else has he done?
1: Speaking of the tyrant, I love this next uh, effect. He's humiliated the enemy. And when we recognize that we have been freed from captivity, free from those strongholds, free from the lies that the enemy likes to sow on our lives, I love saying that humiliation. Yeah. I love that.
0: And it's colossians 2, right? I mean that he's yeah. triumphed over. Jesus has triumphed over mm-hmm. the principalities and powers. What are those principalities and powers? Sin and death and uh, and hell and Satan. To triumph over them is to lead them in a tr- in a display whereby those who have been taken hostage Have been rendered impotent and are now subject to ridicule. Is the devil still prowling like a roaring lion? You better believe it. So we want to be on our guard, right? But Jesus has shown himself to be stronger than him. And one day he will come back and he will finish the job. What else has he done? He's given us authority, right? So related to that, he's given us authority over the enemy. So... Uh, you know, Jesus communicates this at the end of the Gospel of Mark and in, in, the, in the Gospel of Luke. He does it in the Gospel of Matthew. It's, it's in various different places. It doesn't mean go be stupid and drink poison, right? But it means, like, God has given us his own authority to bring healing to people, um, to liberate people, uh, to rescue them from captivity and from bondage, whether it's spiritual or emotional or physical, Um, Not because I'm something, I'm nothing, but because God is. And here's the mystery, right? Like Jesus could have entrusted the message of the gospel and the transformation of the world to angels, but he didn't. He did it to people like us who are cracked pods, right? But we have authority over the enemy, and that's for the purpose of this last one, which is what?
1: Yeah, and and so this this is why we do what we do in Acts 29. This is why we live the way we live in our marriages. He sends us on mission to help get... God's world back or as the archbishop likes to say to help get God's children back yeah, he wants his family back. right and, and so he's inviting you and me to help recreate the world right. to continue the work of Easter right. this recreation of the world and that's the greatest call that's right. on our lives that's as disciples about right now, right? that's For right who's that's why we the risen live Jesus. that's why we breathe that's why we move that that's it
0: so eight things there are there more absolutely but He's destroyed—so, Jesus has risen, so what? So what? <laughs> he's destroyed death. He's rendered sin impotent. He's recreated us. He's given us access to the Father. He's transferred us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his beloved Son. He's humiliated the enemy. He's given us authority over the enemy, and he's sent us out on mission to get his world back. We would encourage, again, that we use these days of Easter, and again, if we preach, to use the Sundays of Easter to break open these topics so that people can know what practical difference the gospel makes in their lives. And as more and more people hear it and experience it, then the world gets more and more transformed and God's desire becomes more and more reality, which is children are gathered back together, right?
1: Absolutely.
0: So an ongoing blessed Easter, let's just continue to pray for one another that God will help us to press into this time and understand what's happened and then be like Magdalene last week again and just go run and tell everybody. And who cares how we come off? That's right. Because Jesus is risen. And because he is, do not be afraid. God, like the creator of the universe, for crying out loud, who destroyed death. He's with you. And you were born for this.